Hi everybody and welcome back to another podcast. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk all about cycle syncing. So this is basically the process of syncing up your cycle to your lifestyle. So in other words, it means changing the way you train, the food you eat and the things that you do in your day-to-day life based on your cycle. So whether you're in the menstrual phase, the follicular phase, the luteal phase, whether you're ovulating, all of that kind of thing. So I'm going to sort of split the episode up into training, into nutrition, and then I'll try and sort of weave in a little bit about lifestyle and things as well. If you are watching this episode, then hello, you, you'll be able to see my face. If you're listening to this episode on Spotify, Apple or Anchor or wherever you listen to podcasts and you want to watch it, then I'm going to also put this episode on YouTube so you can watch it if you want to. Um, so let's start first with training. So we'll start from day one of the cycle, which is the menstrual phase. And this is basically when you are bleeding, it's your period. And that usually, we'll say, so in this episode, I'm going to sort of cover it as though you have a 28 day cycle and you ovulate on day 14. So I, that's basically like, if you look at any graph of the menstrual cycle, it will be a 28 day cycle with ovulation on day 14. Um, most women don't have a cycle that is exactly 28 days every month and they don't ovulate on day 14 every single month. But for the sake of simplicity, I'm gonna sort of treat it as though your cycle is 28 days. But whatever I say in this episode still applies to that phase of the cycle, but it might just be different sort of lengths than what I'm saying. So the menstrual phase we're going to say is five days. We're going to say it's from day one to day five. Your period might be four days. It might be six days, but either way, what I'm saying is still going to apply if that makes sense. So in the menstrual phase, I think most women will know that you don't always feel your best when you're on your period. Your hormones are basically at their very lowest when you are on your period. So from days one to five, your estrogen is very low, your progesterone is very low. Everything is just low because your body is menstruating. So it's not really focusing on maturing an egg or releasing an egg or building up the uterine lining because the uterine lining is actually shedding in this period of the cycle. So what you should really do on your period is um, focus mainly on the things that you enjoy. You know, it's not really a time to be really, really pushing yourself. It's also not a time to, you know, if you if you tend to feel really good on your period, then go for it, go and work out, do some high intensity workouts if that's what makes you feel good and if you feel like you can on your period for some women the period is like the worst time of the month and they feel like crap and you know they they just want to sit on the sofa and eat and they don't really want to do anything if that's the case for you then by all means do that when you're on your period, it's really just about doing what makes you feel good. So in terms of training, if we start off with that, 
you can continue going to the gym, you can continue doing high intensity and strength based work if that's what you enjoy, if you would rather take things down a notch and do something a bit lighter and a bit easier then that's what you should do. So now we're going to go what into is called the follicular phase and this is we're going to say from day 6 to 14 of the cycle. So again the numbers can vary but it's basically between your period and the day that you ovulate. Now if you are tracking your cycle whether it's through basal body temperature, cervical mucus, whatever it is, you will kind of know when you ovulate so I do suggest to every woman out there that you should track your cycle just so you know how long they are when you're ovulating that kind of thing so that you can adjust your training and nutrition and lifestyle accordingly but we're gonna say it's from day 6 to 14 and in the follicular phase this is when your hormones are starting to rise again so they've been really low in the menstrual phase they're starting to rise up again there is actually quite a high level of protein synthesis so muscle building potential in the follicular phase so if you do strength train try and try and continue you know pushing yourself and challenging yourself throughout this phase um I'm gonna say this probably quite a lot throughout but make sure you are listening to your body at the same time now what I'm saying is a general sort of overview but if you do have a day where you're really tired you're stressed you haven't slept don't then think oh it's my follicular phase so I need to go and push myself in the gym you should listen to your body at the same time but as a general you know your your muscle building uh, potential is relatively high in the follicular phase so it's a good time to do some strength training and lift some weights so now we get into the ovulatory phase now a lot of medical professionals will sort of skip this phase like a lot of people will say that the ovulatory phase isn't really a thing and it's more just the follicular phase and the luteal phase but basically the ovulatory phase is just when you're ovulating and this is you ovulate on one day of the month but the phase sort of the period of time where your body is like getting ready to ovulate and just after ovulation is a few days so you could say that the ovulatory phase is between like day 14 and 17 like i said there's a bit of crossover between the follicular ovulatory and luteal phase because a lot of people don't class the ovulatory phase as being a thing but you know you still ovulate every month as long as you have your period in check obviously so it's still important to think about it when it comes to your training and your nutrition so training wise when you are ovulating this is actually when you are at your strongest physiologically you you will have a lot of energy your body will feel strong and powerful and resilient it's a really good time to bump up the intensity and really challenge yourself if you want to do high intensity workouts this is a really good time to do so you do need to be careful because obviously higher intensity heavier lifting always comes with a risk of injury and some research does suggest that the risk of injury is a little bit higher in your ovulatory phase so be careful obviously but at the same time it's a really good time to push yourself and get some PRs and do some HIIT workouts if that's what you enjoy. So that's the ovulatory phase it only lasts for a few days so make the most of it. Um, then you go into the luteal phase which lasts from ovulation to your next period basically. Um, this is the phase where your hormones are basically at their highest. A lot of people 
don't feel their best in the luteal phase. So compared to the follicular phase and ovulatory phase where you will have felt full of energy, you know, ready to hit some PRs, ready to lift, ready to go to the gym and work out, you might not feel like that in the luteal phase. And that's kind of normal. It's kind of expected. Your hormones are at the highest, estrogen, progesterone, they're all pumping through your body. And this is a really good time to actually bring things down and focus on lighter work that's not as strenuous on the body. So yoga, walking, even very light jogging. Um, it's also a good time to have like a deload phase. If you if you train in cycles, so you like to build up the intensity and then bring it down for a deload, the luteal phase is a really good time to deload because like I said, you're, you're not gonna feel as energized. You're not gonna feel as strong you're gonna feel a bit more lethargic and tired. So it's a good time to bring the intensity right down and let your body do its thing. So that was training. Now I wanna go on to nutrition. So again, we're gonna go with the same 28 day cycle, menstrual, follicular, ovulatory and luteal phase. So let's start with the menstrual phase. Now, again, this is when you're having your period. We're gonna say it's day one to five. Um, hormone levels are really low. I really suggest focusing on eating nourishing foods at this time. So whole grains, fruits and veggies, you know, just really foods that make you feel good. Um, I know that when you're on your period, you can get a lot of cravings and you wanna eat really sugary food and like junk food, that's okay. Like go ahead. I'm not saying to anyone, don't eat those kind of foods. Cause if you want them, if your body's telling you that it needs them, then do it. But I think at the same time, also focus on eating those nourishing foods because that is ultimately what is gonna make you feel good and better when you're on your period. It's a really good time to limit caffeine and alcohol intake because both of those things can uh, kind of make symptoms a bit worse. I know for me, if I'm on my period, I definitely don't, and, and I'm, a, I'm a coffee lover, but I definitely don't drink as much when I'm on my period because I find that caffeine and coffee in general just makes, makes my um, uterus like cramp a little bit more for some reason, like I get worse period cramps. So it's a good time to limit those things if you can. Make sure you are consuming a lot of high iron foods at this time because you are losing a lot of iron in your period, in your in the blood that you're losing from your period. There's iron in that. So focus on replenishing that iron. You know, foods like uh, beans, legumes, um, green leafy veg, red meat if you're a meat eater, they are really good sources of iron. So make sure that you are consuming a lot of those kind of foods on your period. If you are eating the plant sourced, uh, plant-based sources of iron, make sure you pair it with a high vitamin C food to just help that iron absorption. So, you know, citrus fruits, strawberries, um, what else is high? Uh, bell peppers, carrots, just things that are high in vitamin C um, just to help that absorption. So that's the menstrual phase. We'll go on to the follicular phase now. So again, your hormone levels are still relatively low, um, but you are gonna start to feel a bit more energized. I would say still focus on eating iron rich foods just to help your body like replenish the lost iron from the your period. If you are, um, 
training a bit more intensely in the follicular phase, make sure you're eating enough food and some really good complex carbohydrates and high quality protein sources to support your training. Even if you're not training, still focus on those things, but you might just need a bit more um, of those foods if you are training in the gym, especially if you're lifting weights. You can also focus on consuming foods that are the foods that help to metabolize excess estrogen in the body. So these are things like cruciferous vegetables. So things like broccoli, uh, sprouts, kale, fermented foods are also really good just to um, prevent estrogen from rising too quickly because that can cause some symptoms that we don't want. Um, when you go on to ovulation, when you go on to ovulation, focus on consuming foods that are anti-inflammatory and also foods that can support your liver. Things like oily fish, um, nuts, seeds, vegetables, fruits. It's also important at this time to focus on folate-rich foods to support ovulation. So these are basically going to be like the iron-rich foods that I mentioned earlier. So now we go on to the luteal phase. So like I said earlier, your hormone levels are rising, you are going to feel a bit less energized. So it's important to focus on fueling your body with foods that give you energy. And that's going to be different for everybody really. But, you know, predominantly like complex carbs, high, high sources of protein, healthy fats, just focus on nourishing your body with what makes you feel good. In particular, focus on Foods that are high in healthy fats, so omega-3s, they, these are things like fatty fish, uh, like oily fish, um, avocados, nuts, seeds. These foods support progesterone production and progesterone is at its highest in the luteal phase. I think it's also important at this time to focus on foods that contain a lot of the B vitamins, in particular B6, because that can again support progesterone production. Foods that are high in B6 are generally going to be animal products, but you can get some plant-based sources of B6 in things like beans and chickpeas and legumes. Magnesium-rich foods are really helpful in the luteal phase to support energy production, to, to lower the risk of you feeling fatigued and um, tired all the time. Magnesium is really, really important, but it's especially important in the luteal phase. High magnesium foods are, you know, green leafy vegetables, nuts, seeds, pumpkin seeds in particular are really high in magnesium. So definitely if you enjoy eating seeds, maybe throw some pumpkin seeds in your yogurt or um, in your cereal or whatever. And again, in this phase, Stay away from foods that can often cause cramping and digestive issues like caffeine and alcohol. Um, if you are particularly sensitive to those, just try and try and limit the, the intake or just stay away from them altogether if you can. So that is a luteal phase. And that basically sums up your training and your nutrition for every phase of your menstrual cycle. I quickly want to touch on seed cycling because this is something that is kind of it kind of comes under the umbrella of cycle syncing, which is what I'm talking about in this episode. So I wanted to quickly cover seed cycling and sort of what it is. I do have an episode that I recorded not too long ago with a really lovely guest and she did suggest, um, 
not suggest, she did cover seed cycling, but I wanted to tag it onto the end of this episode in case you didn't see that other episode. The other episode I recorded with the guest was mainly around migraines, but we spoke about seed cycling at the end, so you might have missed it. So I'm going to quickly mention it here. So seed cycling is basically having different seeds depending on which phase of the cycle you are in. The follicular phase from the menstruation to ovulation focus on consuming one tablespoon of flax seeds and one tablespoon of pumpkin seeds every day. Now how you have those is up to you, you can just eat a tablespoon of them if you like, you can put them in yogurt, you can roast them in the oven, however you like to eat your seeds. Focus on one tablespoon of flax seeds, one tablespoon of pumpkin seeds. So when you've ovulated and you enter the luteal phase, you're then going to switch over to sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. Again, you're having one tablespoon of each of them each day and you can have them however you like. Flax seeds and pumpkin seeds contain things that are called phytoestrogens and they, they basically mimic estrogen in the body. So when in the follicular phase, your estrogen is very low And so having pumpkin seeds and flax seeds that mimic estrogen can help to negate the negative symptoms that can come with having very low estrogen. Pumpkin seeds also contain a lot of zinc, which can support progesterone production, which helps your body prepare for the luteal phase so when you're in the follicular phase you're you're supporting your body to prepare for the luteal phase by having these seeds then when you switch over to the luteal phase sesame seeds in particular are really good because they contain plant compounds called lignans and these um can basically help to they prevent excess estrogen production So they prevent your estrogen from going really, really high all of a sudden, which can reduce PMS symptoms and that kind of thing. And they also contain a lot of vitamin E, which is a really good antioxidant, which again, just supports your cycle in general. That's all I'm going to say about seed cycling. There's probably a lot more information out there, but that is basically the premise of it like that's all you need to know and if you want to seed cycle then it's pretty simple it's literally just two tablespoons of seeds each day and you just switch the seeds based on the follicular phase or the luteal phase so it's kind of simple easy to do and seeds are really good for you in general not just for your cycle they're really good for you because they contain healthy fats they contain a lot of fiber they contain a lot of micronutrients so even if like you don't want a seed cycle, just try and focus on having seeds in your diet in general. So that's all I'm going to say for this episode. I hope it was helpful. And if you do want to start cycle syncing and, you know, I really suggest you do, even if it's not really, really extreme, you know, it's worth trying to adjust your lifestyle to your cycle. I know it sounds a bit dramatic to completely change your training and your nutrition based on your cycle but your cycle really affects like everything that you do so it's worth trying out and seeing if you know you it helps you to feel better if you enjoyed this episode i'd love for you to leave me a rating and review on apple or spotify follow or subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen and subscribe on youtube if you want to watch my episodes thank you so much for watching or listening and i will see you in the next episode